0: Listening to Rule the Galaxy. May the force be with you. Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, welcome back to another episode of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. I'm sitting kind of solo today. The crew is not here, but but Joe was in the pilot seat, and as a special guest, one of the guys who I have listened to for. decade plus and one of the guys who i just love to hear his show every week and and i i love to go on his site all those kind of things mr mark newbold uh all the way from england joining us today mark how are you sir i'm
1: very well all the better for that wonderful intro thank you
0: (laughs) well thank you i uh every time before we go on i like to go back and make sure something new has not popped up on wikipedia or or (laughs) starwars.com And, and so I'm glad I haven't really missed anything, but still it amazes me every time when I look back to see that you get your first article, um, on on the, I believe it was a star Wars insider in 2006. I mean, that that's, that's so long ago to even think about. So, uh, it's just crazy. And you've been writing as I think I heard you say the other day, how many thousands on Panther tracks have you written recently?
1: Oh, wow. So, so I keep a track cause I'm sad. So I keep a track of the, the posts I've done. And I think I worked out that by the end of next week, I'll go over 10,000 posts, which is since October 30th. Uh, no, sorry. October 31st, 2017. So what's that Four four and a bit years, four and a half years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
0: amazing to me because, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, um, you know, me and my crew here, are the guys, we've been doing this now for a little over two years, and I think we're at, oh, this is episode 126. I guess I should throw that in there. This is chapter 126, Rule of the Galaxy, but 126 episodes in a little over two years, and to think of what you've been doing since the early 2000s in Star Wars, and to think about writing 10,000 posts, I feel like it's a full-time job just doing a once-a-week podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you you know how you separate your time out to get all this done, but it's amazing. So thank you for doing all your your hard work. And I try to repost because you usually put uh, the the title and everything of your most recent posts out on Twitter. I try to re- put, retweet that because I usually dig in and read those. But uh, lots of great material. So thank you again for doing all that.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. I do I do see the retweets. So that's always nice <laughs> to get the signal boost. It's always appreciated.
0: Well, no worries. Hey, the other day, and I'm going to take a kind of off Star Wars, um, which by the way, before I do that, remember you can always follow us at rule of the galaxy SW on Twitter, email us at rule the SW at gmail.com or just follow us on Facebook or YouTube and just rule of the galaxy. But that was my plug. Now back to Mark. Um, Mark, you put up the, the now infamous, uh, give me your three or ask me three uh, on, on Twitter, you know, three things. <laughs> and I believe I asked you your three favorite, musicians, and your three favorite places in the U.S. to visit. Do you remember what you put down for those?
1: Yeah, I think I do. I think I put musicians. I put Steve Harris, the bass player from Iron Maiden, Eddie Van Halen, who's obviously just legend, and Ginger Wildheart, who's the lead vocalist and guitarist and songwriter for my favorite band, the Wild Hearts. And places in the states, I think I put San Francisco, um, San Francisco, New York, and Petaluma. But Las Vegas very nearly gone in there because I absolutely love Vegas. So, so it was it was a close one. That would have been my 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 near pick. So I couldn't not put Petaluma because Rancho is there, so well, that had to go in.
0: And see, that's one place I have not visited. I've been to San Francisco, lovely town, beautiful scenery. Um, you know, I've only flown into and out of New York. I've never actually like spent a day there. Um, and then Las Vegas was in my top three as well, I believe, but, yeah. um, yeah. um, but yeah. And then a weird town that I would put on the side, Waco, Texas. I know it's weird and it's a small little town, but there's something quaint and fun about Waco, Texas. It's a, that city where, uh, Chip and Joe do, uh, the, the home remodel, uh, show that they do. So, um, I don't know, it's just weird. I went there with my daughter. It was a really great time, but, uh. You had some very specific uh, musicians there. It's very awesome. I don't get that deep into it. you. You know the the artists by the music they play and the you know all that. I'm just throwing out there. You know, Foo Fighters, Beatles, and Frank Sinatra. You're you're going into bass player, lead guitarist, all those kind of things. I just I guess I don't have that in me. So, well,
1: but- you make some good choices there because Foo Fighters. I, I adore the Foo Fighters and have since sort of day one when obviously at the back of the Nirvana thing but Grohl is just a legend and that's a commonly held um, opinion by rock fans and people outside of of rock. You know, he's, he's just one of those great guys, isn't he? And you can't argue against Sinatra. So yeah, some good choices there.
0: Well, I'm, I'm pretty basic there. You know, you name three of the most famous things in the world and, and, and I'm following them all three, but that's okay. Because my, (laughs) my kids, they just sit there and they walk into my office. They know I'm listening to probably one of those three, artists anyway. So, um, so what, what new has been going on in the star Wars world for you? I mean, I know you're writing all the new posts and fan the tracks and making tracks or keeping you busy star Wars insiders, keeping you busy. What else new and exciting can you think of where you're like, this stood out to me in star Wars. And I just kind of want to hit on it or talk on it real quick.
1: Um, well in terms of stuff that I'm doing I mean making tracks is is busying along quite nicely so as we speak well just before we started speaking I'm just finishing the edit on 1.29 um, so that should be out reasonably soon um, and that's going okay uh, we've got a change of schedule so we keep making tracks on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock UK time mm-hmm. but hopefully within the next month or so every Friday night at 7 you'll have a different or uh, rather a different fan radio show so we're going to rotate all the other shows on a friday so we'll see how that goes because there's a lot of work to be done to get that there um, yeah. but most of the other teams are in place now so we're just trying to firm that up and formalize that so that's going well um i'm back in the insider i've not had anything in for a oh blimey about five issues bit of a break uh, but i've got uh harriet walter interview in two 20- o. Eight, I think it was uh, which yeah. actually I only got my hands on yesterday so it was nice to actually see it in print because I hadn't seen it physically which is which is always a buzz right. um, and then I've been working on other stuff that's coming in sort of consequent uh, issues and I've got some stuff to do if the ducks line up and Celebration is still going ahead because it's very very quiet at the moment um, but if everything's happening then I've got some stuff to be doing at Celebration as well to do with Insiders so I'm, I'm always uh, buzz to do that and just generally just now we're sort of i mean this feels weird with everything that's going on in the world especially with me being in europe and everything that's oh, going yeah. on on the, on the edge of europe right now uh who knows where we're going to be you know uh, you know in, in days to come but where we are right now um just looking ahead to the summer you know the summer season of conventions so here in the uk I and mean, of course you know i'm looking to new york comic con and celebration and rancho and and sort of us conventions but here okay. in the uk London Film and Comic Con in July, um, Star Wars Fan <laughs> Fun Day in May, which is a big one for us. So just sort of pl- plotting and planning and organising and you know the boring things like booking hotels and such. You know, just trying to get everything lo- laid out. So so even though there's nothing specifically new, right? It's very very busy. It's, it's never anything but busy, and we've got a holiday coming up, so we're planning for a holiday. So
0: you've got a holiday. What holiday is coming up in UK?
1: Uh well well no it's for us the family we've we've
0: oh been, okay I mean, holiday great okay i'm uh, break
1: so, yes sorry <laughs> which never which never happens I mean I never never get breaks um we we booked two years ago with the in-laws and my wife's brother a trip to Florida yeah because we all turn fifty within sort of eighteen months of each other give or take um weirdly when we should have gone I would have just turned forty nine. Actually, when I get back, the day we get back, it will be my 51st birthday. That tells you everything about how much this has been put back. So I think it's the third or fourth wow. time we've rescheduled. So And then, of course, now everything that's happening in the world, <laughs> who knows, it might not happen again. But that's that's really the least of our concerns, given the scale of everything. But nevertheless, that's the plan. So it would be nice to get some sun and see some stuff and have some fun and just chill out and, and uh, sort of re-energize a little bit because it has been foot to the floor. It feels like yeah for quite a few years. So, but good. I, I'm looking forward to that.
0: I'm uh, well. One, I'll hit you up on my holiday here in a moment. But two, with your holiday, are you planning to visit the Magic Kingdom and uh, the Galaxy's Edge?
1: Absolutely. I'm so looking forward to doing Galaxy's Edge because, as I say, we should have been there two years ago, where it yep. was still relatively relatively new. And I think at that time as well, the plan was. Oh, well, of course, celebration would have been in 2020. So I would have done mm-hmm. them both back in 2020, um, but, but it never happened. So, yeah, that is the plan. So I think we've I've left my wife and my brother-in-law to plan all the days of what we're doing and on what day. And I, all I know, all I can tell you that I know is that we go to Animal Kingdom on the first day, which is the 15th of March. Nice. And then I think we're at Galaxy's Edge on the 19th and again on the 27th. And we're hoping to bump into some friends on the 27th and have a catch up with some folks. But other than that, all the other days, I have literally no idea. I'm just totally, I'm just switching the brain off and really? just rolling with it. I'm going where I'm told and a meeting eating whatever <laughs> I'm just put in front of me and I'm just going to chill. So, But I'll still be doing the site. I'm I'm not, I'm not told the whole wide world, but I have took my laptop. I'm taking (laughs) my laptop, so I'm still doing stuff.
0: Well, if you visit Galaxy's Edge, I know you. You're going to have a post every day, not even because you want to, but just because it'll be right there in front of you, and you're going to say, here's what I did today. I have to post about this, right? So (laughs) um, I I personally went in October of 2020, um, had to wear the mask the entire time, which was a bummer, um, but it was still... I went with my wife who God love her. She, she's a trooper. She, she said, I will go because I know it's important to you. She's not the biggest star Wars fan. Uh, she watches the movies with me, but other than that, she's really not into it. She'll watch book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Um, but she made it through the day. Um, for her, it was okay. Um, for me, it was, it was great. I think, I would have given it a 10 out of 10 for me, except I couldn't get on Rise of the Resistance because they were setting up those stupid things where like every four hours you had to click, click, click and try to get in. Um, I didn't get in on either of those. And I could not get a reservation, even though it was two months out when I tried to get into Oga's Cantina. So oh, right. yeah. it was an eight out of 10. It was a fun day. It was, uh, you know, riding riding the Millennium Falcon and the Smuggler's Run was a great time. Being in the land itself was fun uh, doing, you know, went and bought Ben Kenobi's, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. Um, now I really want to get back and buy, uh, Luke Skywalker's and, and possibly Ahsoka Tanos if that's there now, I'm not sure. Um, but that I didn't get into Ogas and I didn't get into Rise of Resistance. So I think those two would have pushed it over the top and I would have had an you know, a perfect day. Um, now with this all being said, do any of your plans include staying at the, uh, Galactic Star Cruiser?
1: if I'd won the lottery, <laughs> not that I would have ever told anybody it would have, if I ever win, you'll never know. But if I'd won the lottery, then maybe silently quietly. Yes, I would. But, but as it stands, no, unless there's some wonderful Disney fairy comes along and says, Mark, we're going to gift you, you know, a day at, uh, at galactic star Cruiser," And then no, I'd love to have a look around. I mean, obviously yes. uh, a lot of the press got out recently and had to look around. I'd love to have a look around. Cause I just want to be nosy and, and see it, but no, sadly mm. not this time. I mean, We've just, we've just talked about it on Making Tracks. You know, if, if if it's a success, and we've got to hope it's a success, then you'd think, well, maybe Anaheim gets one and Hong Kong and Shanghai and Paris right. gets one and other places get them. And then because you would imagine all the cost of, of uh, research and development and all the other elements went into this one unique place right. that's there in Orlando right now, then if they do the other ones, then, you know, it may, you never know, it may come down. But then by the same token if they're still absolutely smashing it and it's packed out and sold out for months in advance, why would they want to drop the price? They'd be crazy too. It's a business after all. So so we'll see, but as it stands, no, but, okay. uh, well, one, I'm and I'm in town then you're more than welcome.
0: Well, I think we should start on Twitter today. I think you and I should start a push for a pass for Mark and his wife to get into galactic star cruiser. When you're there, I think, I think Twitter world tagging Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars, Lucasfilm. I think we can make it happen, but that's. I'll leave that up to you. If you want to do it, then
1: we'll do it. So I shall do that, and I'm going to go and get my shopping in. Right go now. Go get so your I'm shopping. To, I'm going to. You can. You can fill time now whilst I'm getting my shopping I, in. This is real world, isn't it? I, I love it. Go right
0: ahead. <laughs> so, so while Mark's away getting his shopping, I will say this to all the fans I know. We promoted on Twitter. We were going to have Jonathan Davis, the Star Wars audiobook and narrator um, on, we were going to do an interview with him last night. Unfortunately, I was a little under the weather and my co-host Nick Shesky, who also leads some of the shows, had some conflicts. So we are working with Jonathan right now to set up another uh, day for him to come on with us on the show. And we'll have that out to you soon. But that was that was something we had planned for a while and just two terrible things. I got ill Nick had a very terrible conflict with work that he couldn't avoid. So we'll have that to you soon. Jonathan was nice enough to say he'd reschedule that. So I want to apologize to all of you on that. Um, as far as, as other things going on, Rule of the Galaxy is still super excited. We're going to talk to Mark about it. He goes to conventions and, and events all the time. We will be going to ICC, Triple C. I just say ICCC, ICCC in Nashville, April 29th through May 1st. That'll be our first week there, our first event or convention. So, we're really excited about that. I might get Mark when he comes back to give me some advice on, on what we should do and how we should handle that. So, and he is putting stuff away, as you can hear in the background right now. Um, so, other outside of that, um, please go check us out on Etsy. If you go to etsy.com and just type in all capital letters, rule the galaxy rule the galaxy all caps all one word no spaces if you go to etsy and put put in rule the galaxy we now have hats shirts long sleeve shirts uh hoodies all available on that etsy page uh laura burton who has been helping us with her business is doing a great job we've got orders from all different parts of the united states so far hoping soon for our first international order that would be absolutely awesome but uh but go check those out um Again, we've got, we've got a good variety, kept it simple, just kept our logo on there, and it's doing very well. Um, so we're excited about that. A uh, couple of things that my guys didn't talk about on the last show um, that really threw me for a loop. One, um, one of the original Star Wars VHS tapes from, I believe, 83 or 84, um, someone had kept that in the wrapping. Somebody kept that sealed in plastic since then, and recently at a... Um, I guess a bidding, an auction, somebody got $60,000 for having the VHS tape, uh, the original Star Wars New Hope, uh, still wrapped and sealed and everything like that. Amazing to think about, amazing the things you think about if you just keep them sealed or packed, what they're worth in the future. But uh, I still have my original version right here and I cannot believe that if I would've kept it in the wrapper, it would've been worth $60,000. Um, so that's going on. That was one thing we were talking that that I asked them to talk about, which they didn't, but that's okay. Um, look at it again. Jonathan Davis will be back with us soon. Uh, we will have another guest coming up soon. A gentleman who does a lot of star Wars gaming. Uh, he's going to be on with us very soon. We have a few other guest hosts that we'll be adding into the list very soon as we lock them away. Uh, I will tell you that with all the Kenobi stuff coming up, In April, we will have Star Wars author John Jackson Miller, as his Kenobi book is re-released in April. He said he would love to come on and talk about that, talk about other Star Wars things. So he'll be doing that in April with us. We're really excited about that. And as a matter of fact, in honor of Jonathan Davis, our um, missing host, because we missed his show, he actually does the narration for the Kenobi book by John Jackson Miller, And I've been listening to that over the last few days. I have about three or four hours left of that one uh, that I need to get through so that I can um, talk to him more uh, knowledgeably when I have him on the show here very soon. So um, that is it. I will tell you to the fans that uh, listen quite a bit. Obviously Brent is on here a lot. Nick, D-Doc, Alfie, they're on here a lot. Joey's going to be showing up from time to time and uh mass i'm reaching back out to ryan massingale because i know he loves to add in the extra cursing and foul language into the show we should have him on here very soon so that's where we are and when mark comes back we'll start oh, back
1: I, i'm back i'm back oh, i'm, I'm enjoying thought... the show oh it's i far thought better without me on it <laughs>
0: Here I am rambling thinking you're going to say, Hey Joe, I'm back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a lot well, of stuff hopefully when,
1: hopefully when John Jackson Miller comes on, he's not so rude that he'll disappear halfway through the show to get his shopping in like me. Cause I'm so badly oh organized. My gosh.
0: No, no, yeah. no. Hey, I, I kind of like this because it feels like real world is going on. Right. I mean, people are listening and saying, gosh, this guy who's very important to Star Wars is getting his shopping done while he's on with Joe right now. So that's um, multitasking. So I don't know if you heard any of my goofiness that I was just saying there. I obviously heard about John Jackson Miller. We're excited about him. Jonathan Davis coming back. We're excited to get that reset up. Um, I have been reading, I've been doing the audio book of Kenobi and man, I forgot how much I really enjoyed that book. And Jonathan Davis does a really great job uh, with that book. So I don't know if you read it or listened to it. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. I, I didn't listen to it. I have got the audio book, but, but I didn't listen to it. But I have got the Audible account now, so it, it may well. Because you, like you just mentioned, it's coming out in the Essential Legends collection as one yes. of the um, the re-releases, isn't it? So um, I know we've got that all lined up to to do another review. Yeah I, I love that It's been what is it 10 years 10 oh, gosh, ten yeah. years since Kenobi came out. So um, I would love to have a listen to that Because I do more miles in the car than anything So it's the best place for me yes. to, It's great having the books to refer to if I need to find Something specific <laughs> but to listen to it Is probably the way that's how I've done most of the Whole Republic so far is books. Um, and I did, uh, you mentioned Jonathan Davis. I remember meeting him. It was, uh, let me get it right. It was him. It was Mark Thompson and January Lavoie, uh, the three of them together. I think it was at Celebration 6. If not 6, then then Anaheim in 2015. But he, I'm pretty sure it was Celebration 6, which is what, 10 years ago, which is scary. Um, and uh, yeah, all great people. And like you say, those voices, it's just, you listen to them talk all day. Well,
0: yeah, we've had Mark Thompson on twice and he has just been such a great person. He's so excited to come on and talk about things and do his voices for us and things like that. And so when I reached, reach out to Jonathan Davis, I was like, Hey, don't want to bug you, but you know, we've already had Mark on and I know you guys do. So he said, Oh, Mark, we're pals. Sure. If he's on your show, I'm on. And I thought how great that, that he would just jump on and do that. So, um, so we were, to finish up on the Galactic Star Cruiser because I, I wanted to hit on this. It, it's been a love hate relationship on our show. Um, we all want Star Wars to be successful. We all want it yeah. to be like the best, right? I mean, while while other people say, "Oh, Marvel this," and you know, Harry Potter this and all that, we I love those things. They're great. I love all those franchises, but we want the best for Star Wars. And but yeah. just like you mentioned, it has been very tough for us because. We look and go, we want to go to the Galactic Star Cruiser, but we just look and go, that price tag right now for us is, it's quite hefty. Um, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're trying to figure out how to make that, how to make that work, you know, I mean, how to make that work for us. And uh, so it, it's, it, again, that love-hate thing is we love it, we want to love it, but at the same time, we sit there and go. We hate that we can't afford this right now.
1: Um, it's a tricky one because I think with Star Wars, like with anything, it's like the same with anything. Some people can afford fancy cars and other people can't. Some people can afford a fortnight in the Bahamas and other people have a week on the at the coast sort of thing. Right. And and nine times that is of 10, you have just as good a drive or just as good a holiday. You know, doing either or or either. But by the same token, with Galaxy Star Cruiser, the way I'm trying to think of it is, yeah, I can't. It, in all good conscience, I can't justify that spend because that's a really nice two-week holiday for me and my wife somewhere right Uh, for me to to just indulge selfishly indulge myself for for two days is not it's just not not on that being said if you've got the money to do it more power to you and I know friends who are going and people I know a lot of the people who were there last week and they didn't pay for it but you know they were there (laughs) and they've seen it and some have said they're going to go back so it's it's impressed some of them enough to go well, I'm putting my hand in my pocket, so that's that's all well and good. We're, you know, not everybody's the yeah. same. You know, everybody's got their different uh, situations and such. But that being said, you're absolutely right. I I want, I always want. I'm Team Star Wars, so mm-hmm. whilst I will criticise. Not overtly, but I'll criticise things if I don't think it's right or I think it could be better or, you know, the whole headcanon thing sometimes comes into it because we've all got our own feelings on how things we'd like them to be and we can right. beat as much as we want. Nobody needs to listen to, to any of us moaning about things. But uh, but I, I am going to sort of do the the cheerleader thing for Star Wars, and it's exactly like you say. I love Trek. I love Potter. Soft on Potter, you know, and a lot of <laughs> other stuff like that. Marvel, I have been. I was a Marvel fan before I was a Star Wars fan, Um so i want those things to do well and i i'm knowledgeable about a lot of them and i enjoy them all very much but i'm not even remotely as they don't ingrain themselves into my life anywhere near the way star wars does i love right. rock music but you know and I, I like what i like but it's not a game changer for me like star wars is so you make a great point and the way you phrase it is totally right you know you want star wars to do well so i want galaxy star cruises to do well and i want mm-hmm. Criticism that's there around it to be not negated, but to be managed. And I want things to tweak and change. I want to be talking about Galactic Star Cruiser on Fanthatracks and on the podcasts when they introduce, you know, there's a festival on in the summer or they celebrate Life Day at, at right. uh, Galactic Star Cruiser and things like that. You know, you, I want to hear about that and talk about that. And yeah, you know, maybe one day situations will change or the price will come down or. You know, something will happen, and I'll get to experience it for myself. And we, that's what we were saying on the show. It's difficult because because a lot of these outlets have been and seen it um, and experienced it themselves. We can only judge one from the sort of the stock photographs that we've seen, which is what Disney wants us to see, and and these people's excited, you know, imp- opinions and impressions. But then within that, there's also some who are a bit more measured and a bit more. Well, actually, you know, maybe. And that's what I want. If right. I'm going to spend that kind of money, I want to hear the the negatives and the positives. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, actually, whilst there's been some criticism of the people who've been, you know, invited to go, which I think is unfair to criticize, and they didn't ask to be invited, they were invited. So, good on right. them. Um, but, you know, you do want that balanced mix of opinions because if you're going in there thinking you're in the presidential suite at the Hilton, <laughs> and you're actually in a, something that looks like an easy hotel, which is quite small and compact. Well, think right. about it. If you're on a starship, generally, you know, you're going to be in a fairly small room. So it is kind; of, it does kind of fit the the MO of what the whole experience is about. And you're not there. It's not going to – you mentioned Vegas. It's not going to Vegas. You don't go to Vegas generally for the hotels. It's just somewhere to put your head down. Right. And hopefully you're in a decent location so you can be at whatever, wherever, you know, up on the strip. Um right. So yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see how it all plays out over time. Like Galaxy's Edge, I mean, you don't hear that many, you don't hear there was always grumbles initially about Galaxy's Edge. Now a vast majority of, of people have been to see it and experienced it. And as that time goes on, more will get to to go to it and they'll tweak things and change things. Yeah, it's all positive, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And once I get on rise of resistance, that'll put me over the top. So <laughs> um... same. Are you thinking, like I'm thinking, that we're getting ready to live in the world of Kenobi? Because, one, we're getting the re-release of the John Jackson Miller, obviously. Two, um, there's a Brotherhood novel coming out in May. Uh, There's a Young Adult Kenobi novel coming out in July. There's a comic series coming out in May. And then the series itself, May 25th on Disney+. Plus, Are we about to jump into all-out Kenobi world in in the Star Wars universe.
1: It's funny. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, a bunch of the a bunch of us Panthers went out. There's an exhibition near where I live in Litchfield called "May the Toys Be with You," which is all the vintage Star Wars toys and UK posters and such. Right. And on the evening there was a performance by the highly strung quartet who played the music of John Williams. It was a wonderful night. We went for a lovely meal and just talking, the four of us just chatting about stuff and said that, you know, you go back a few years and it was all just Star Wars, everything was just Star Wars, but now we've got Star Wars on the television and we've had, um, it feels like a long way behind us really, and I guess it is Mm -hmm. two and a half years since Rise of Skywalker, but we had five years, consecutive years of Star Wars films coming out with Rebels, with Clone Wars coming back and, and so on and so forth, and then The Mandalorian coming in just before Rise of Skywalker. And it is now almost in it's almost in blocks. So we, we had the Mando season two block. Then we had, yep. everything was Clone Wars. And then everything was was season one Book of Boba Fett. And now okay. Book of Boba Fett's finished. It's almost like it never happened. It's just not being talked about at all. And now we're all waiting for Obi-Wan. And then once Obi-Wan's happened or starts, we'll be at a celebration hopefully, and that will be everything. And then that'll be in the rearview mirror before we know it. So there's so much content coming for Star Wars. The thing that really strikes me is that when Charles Soule was writing War of the Bounty Hunters. They really gave us a, you know, it felt like, and it was, I mean, I really enjoyed War of the Bounty Hunters, but it felt like a big deal and a big thing and a, a massive story.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: he announced that they're doing uh, Crimson Rain and Hidden Empire. And we're in the middle of Crimson Rain now, and it's, you barely hear anything about it. I've read the first issue. I'm about to read the second. I really enjoyed the first issue, the whole Kira thing, Crimson Dawn, it feels like a big deal. In, in another time, I feel that... Free, I'm just making this as an example. Yeah, yeah, That would really be made a lot of. It would be articles on Star Wars.com and things happening on the Star Wars... Well, not the Star Wars show, but this week in Star Wars, and just more things around it. But because we've got... We've just had Booker Bobble, We've got Kenobi on the horizon. It's Ewan coming back, and that's a big deal, and Hayden coming back and all the other stuff. Um, A lot of things... There's so much happening, things get lost in the mix, and I do think that's a shame... So, long-winded answer to a very simple question. Huh. Yes, I think we are. <laughs> I think we are. But the exact things you just said, you know, we've got the comic coming. I'm looking forward to that, you know, and because uh, always, you know, when when Star Wars was the first run of the 2015 run of Star Wars, and every sort of seventh issue, you had a Mike Mayhew, Kenobi-type issue, which was always great fun. Um, the, the book, as you say, Mike Chen's got Brotherhood coming out, and, you know, there's all these other things, the Young Readers book you mentioned, and ob- obviously... John Jackson Miller with Kenobi, which always felt like such an, especially given that it came pretty much near the end of that original sort of EU run. It's right near the tail end of that. And that always felt like an important book and an insight that we never got. I know some people feel the same. They want a Shmi book and there's there's certain characters you think I'd love to learn more about this character and Kenobi, who's been so front and center in like Clone Wars for the previous sort of four or five seasons. And he's always been there, but that, Sort of uh, Revenge of the Sith to New Hope era, we never ever really saw that much. Mm-mm. And that John Jackson Miller book, I mean, I haven't spoken to John for years. Last time I saw him was on the stairs at Celebration, and I had interviewed him three or four times before that. He does a lot of Star Trek stuff now, and he's a comics guy, so he's always very he's deeply into his his Marvel and DC. Written, I think he'd written Iron Man and a few other bits um, before that. But um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's gonna it's gonna feel great because. That that prequel era crowd, yep, who grew up with those films like the younger crowd now have grown up with the sequels and we grew up with the OT. If only <laughs> why can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know, it's that thing because I'm I'm really very, very fond of the OT, and and it's a weird relationship because when Phantom Menace came out. Mentioned in Vegas earlier, I saw Phantom Menace in Vegas and then went back to see Clones and Sith at the same cinema, the, the uh, showcase at the MGM, and uh, and always had great time in Vegas, uh, as you do. But seeing that film there, Phantom Menace, especially Phantom Menace, I remember coming out of the cinema and walking across the car park and with my best friend, Paul, and sort of both quietly walking along. And I looked at him and he looked at me. And, and we didn't talk about the film for a few minutes, and I said, what, what, what bar should we go to? let's just go to this one. I think we ended up in, I don't know where it was, Coyote Ugly at New York, New York, or somewhere weird like that, somewhere crazy like that. We just ended up in a bar quietly <laughs> and then just look, looked at each other. And I just remember saying, what the f- was that? <laughs> bleep, insert bleep. Because it, I just didn't get it. Right. And we were there for two weeks. We'd been there a week by this point. We were there for two weeks. And in that second sort of five days, I think we saw it again five times. We went the next morning, then on the evening, then the next day, then we moved on to San Diego for a a few days. We saw it in San Diego. By the time I'd come home, bear in mind it wasn't out until July in the UK, and this was May. We'd seen it six times. um, And by the sort of the third or fourth time, it was like, oh, I get it. Because you've only had the OT. And then this thing comes along. And it's such a... It didn't feel like Star Wars. It didn't... I wasn't used to it. And you've got to consider... That that Star Wars Empire and Jedi are, are, are thought of as a block. There, that they're the holy trilogy. trilogy right. aren't they? They're there. That they're the original trilogy. They're, that's the Star Wars trilogy, and you, you almost don't separate the three films. So Phantom Menace stacking up against that three mega films was never going to come off well. The passage of time has been, I think, so um, so kind. Yep. Not that it hasn't earned it, but it has been so kind, especially to Phantom Menace. And now I'm glad it's 2022 get the year right, and and it's the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, and yes. now that's starting to get some love, and I've always loved, I when we saw Clones and came out of the cinema, that time we just looked at each other, and now that's more like it, <laughs> because Clones was always Spielberg's favourite Star Wars film you know, it had that Maltese Falcon, it had that, a bit of Raiders about it, which is why yep. I love Solo, you know, it just had that feel about it, and a bit more action, and you, you're in the galaxy, there wasn't a huge amount of preamble, because it just wanted to throw you in there, and just get you moving around and I really liked Sith Uh, I really like clones, rather. And Sith, I would put in, I think Sith, if it isn't, should be in most people's sort of higher echelons of Star Wars because there's so much weight and there's so much dread. I mean, that is a dark film, but not depressing dark, just dark because of (laughs) the situation, not the way it's made, just the way it was done, the music, the performance, everything about that film was magnificent. So I I look at the prequels as, as a real high point of Star Wars, and long answer again. This must be why you have me on because I just ramble. Um, That's good. <laughs> you know, you get Ewan. Ewan comes out of that, and now here he is. I mean, I don't think he had the greatest time making them, which is admitted, and everybody knows it. it's no big secret. He, he struggled with it, but here you are now. You know, was it eighteen years since he was last Obi Wan? I think he did his pickups in two thousand and three or four, um, and. And he's back in the role, and it looks like that, that the impression is, or certainly, he's a very good actor, so mm-hmm. he might not be might not be exactly true. The impression is he had a ball, and I can't wait to see what sort of fun he had.
0: Yeah, no, I I am so excited. Um, you know, I I would say, <clears throat> well, two things. One, the Attack of the Clones being 20 years old this year blows me away. To think that that is now that it's been that long since that movie came out. Just, I mean, it's just crazy to think about. I remember taking my little boy to the movie to see it and to think now he's 28, has a yeah. kid on the way, has his own house, all that kind of stuff. And I took him to see Attack of the Clones 20 years ago. So that that's just crazy to think. <laughs> um, yeah, life changes in and in a, yeah. it changes really quick. Um, you're right on Revenge of the Sith. I almost think if they would have done the Harry Potter style, they they could have split that movie into two movies, you know? Agreed. I yeah. mean, it, it had so much depth that you could have had the lead up until the point of no return and then all from the point of no return on um and i think i think it would have been you could have given me an extra hour all the way around on that at least and and i, totally I would have been with that. Happy, happy with that so yeah um but i think being that it has been that long i think we'll all hope that 20 years from now if you and i are even around then, let's just say that, but 20 years from now, uh, and I'm hoping we will be, but uh, I'm hoping that people will have done the same thing with the sequel trilogy, Um, because you're right. When you initially see the prequels and they're so different from the originals, you think, wait a minute, what is this? How is this? But now that you've had this time to ingest them and to add in the comics, add in the the animated, add in all the other things that have been built off of them, they're almost as close to the original trilogy as anything to me now. Um, and the characters and the storylines and, you know, some of my favorite characters, my top five characters, Ahsoka and Captain Rex are in my top five favorite characters of all time. Yeah. And let's face it, they're, they're based out of that, that Clone Wars area or prequel slash Clone yeah. Wars era. So, yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: I think It's a great point, though, that you make. And, and I think it's really important, with especially with the original trilogy. And it's something that the current films haven't been able to enjoy so much. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a shame. Because we had a film every three years, because they mm-hmm. took that long to make, and we didn't have Disney+, Plus, and Lucasfilm was this little indie company making them for Fox, and it was <laughs> just a different world, that, that you get Empire to come out in like May 1980, and you knew you were waiting until May 83. So you've got three years and you guys had the monthlies, and we had the the weeklies, and then the monthlies, and it was a different world, and you had the toys came out, but it wasn't the market that did these and that. They sold more then, no doubt, but it was a different world, yep. and uh, we were kids, so, it, you know, our relationship to Star Wars was far more tactile and very, very different. But nevertheless, you know, the Han Solo books and reading the novels and the read-your-own-adventures and, and all the other bits and bobs that, that were around, yes. all, you know, the Buena Vista things would all sort of imbue in one big sort of, casserole of Star Wars and that's what we had and that's what we took forward so it wasn't just the films it was all the other stuff around it I think for a film like Rogue One for example I'll pick that as an example to be so and completely justifiably highly regarded yeah. without the extrapolation of other comics and other books. There was a few, obviously. Yeah. You know, there was the K2SO and Cassian comic, and, of course, we've got Andor coming, which that's the thing I'm really excited for this year. That's the one for me. But, you know, all the other little bits that, that would go around it, uh, that the extra waves of figures that, you know, you think every every figure that batted an eyelid in The New Hope is has been turned into plastic <laughs> at some turn, but I would imagine it's a, it's a fairly small percentage of characters from Rogue One you know, that have, have, have been immortalized in different ways. Those films now, because it's coming at us so fast, and it goes back to what I said about Crimson Rain, as, a, as an example, we get started with so fast now, so fast now, the attention span of people in general is so short. And and fools like me who run news sites who are just blasting away and editing podcasts and trying to get everything out as quickly and as, as well as possible. I'd like to. There's a level of quality to what we do, but I can't. I can't always <laughs> say there is. You know, we try our best. You know, and and it's just so thick and fast. The one thing I will hold on to forever is that even if we didn't have this torrent of co- of, of content, which I'm I'm really glad we do, because there were times in the past where I thought, yep. oh, it is done. Maybe it's time to. Turn my focus towards. I do love Trek. I'm I'm a, unashamed Trek fan. So maybe maybe it's time to turn my attention fully to Trek and get a website going for that and stop pushing on that. I tried it, didn't. My heart wasn't in it. My heart's in Star Wars. So I think if if Star Wars, even if there wasn't this, the animations and the books and the comics and the films, I can tell you or anyone, look them in the eye and promise you that I would still be running a Star Wars website and there would still be daily content. And okay, maybe I would have slid back to the fanfic that I used to write, because that's what kind of where I started with with all this stuff was fan fiction. Uh, I'd probably have have gone back into doing what what I used to on lightsaber and be building my own stories. Nevertheless, I would have still been doing Star Wars in some form or fashion. And it's just that thing that once it's gripped you, I, I, I can't envisage not being... At least interested, and I'm a general. I like soap, soap operas. I mean, I'm nosy. I like gossip. <laughs> at Star Wars. I just want to know what's going on. So, it, like Galactic Star cruise I wasn't there. I wasn't invited. Okay, fair enough. But I want to know what's happening, and I want to know yeah. what's in there. I just, I just want to know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm at the point where, uh, you know, Alfie on on our crew here, at Rule the Galaxy he looks for all the spoilers. He looks for all the insight. He looks at all the, hey, here's what's going to be in Kenobi and just letting you know. And we all shut him down because yeah. while we want to be very involved and in everything, I'm at a point where I'm like, nope, don't bring it. Don't even, you just keep it yeah. to yourself. I'd rather be surprised, you know, and I don't want to be disappointed or let down if it doesn't follow what you're saying. So, um, but I, I think, could it, could it be that Star Wars... Even though, like you mentioned, we love getting all this Fast and Furious thrown our way. Could it be that Star Wars could be even better if there was a little downtime to take it in and let it breathe and and enjoy it? Um, I don't know if that's heresy or not, but I think you're you're exactly right that given those three years where we wrote our own stories, we did our own drawings, we played our own games um, between movies, we read the comics, that really gave us time to love it and want it even more.
1: I, yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm, I think you might have even liked the tweet I put out, but I was listening to the Return of the Jedi score and I said, of all the soundtracks, that, mm-hmm. the, and it's not my favorite soundtrack. I, I, if I'm honest, Phantom Menace and Solo are probably my favorites. Empire would be the one I'd pick, but I've played that to death over for the last 40 years and sometimes you just have to leave an album alone otherwise you just know you're going to ruin it so i leave empire alone for the most part um but but jedi that was when i really really got into star wars was empire to jedi i loved it when the yep. original came out and i i enjoyed it when empire came out but i just got that bit older and i was a bit more creative and, and my figure collection was coming on well and i got a lot of friends at school who played and that empire to jedi period i'm very very fond of so when jedi came out and I remember it was Christmas '83. I got the Jedi cassette and Raiders on on video two thousand, which was a European format video thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both got played to pieces. Um, and but Jedi just, I just played it and played it and played it. And I'm I'm absolutely soppy on that. And I just thought about as a kid with my dad's little grey cassette player, single cassette player with like mono speaker. Listening to Jedi with my pile of Star Wars and Empire comics in the corner, and my figures all set up around the room in little dioramas. So my Falcon had got Han and Lando, and oh, the, yeah. the Empire scene, and you know my all the, the other toys that were around, all set up. And my, my Hoth scene with my at and such, and I can still picture it clear as day. Um, that made me as happy as anything I've ever done since, and I've yeah. been very lucky. I've done some very very cool stuff. Um, but I just think that's why Star Wars works so well because, and also you say about you know when we were kids we draw stuff and, and write our own stories and I love I love fiction. I kind of sometimes wish I'd stuck with the fiction and and pushed on with that because I really did enjoy it. Um, but but the news stuff, you know, the, the news yeah. reporting waggles the air quotes, kind of took over and I obviously I enjoy that, but. I just think there's such a, a personal relationship with Star Wars that everybody loves it. Nobody loves it more than anybody else because it's unique to everybody. Sure. But we all had different experiences and it came to us in different ways. And I just can't... And maybe Potter fans would say, well, that's how it is for me as a Potter fan or Treks. Oh, that's how it's me for Trek. But for Star Wars, it's so big. I'm looking... I can see you on the screen. I'm looking at the pictures you've got behind you. I love your r T-shirt. <laughs> it's, you know, all the little things there. And I'm looking, thinking... Well, I remember that when I saw that, I remember that. Oh, I've got that over there. It's just one of those things that Star Wars just feels so unique and still feels fresh as a daisy. What? 45 years on this year.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's amazing to think about, and it's amazing to think that we're this old that we remember all that. Um, but you it, it hits, it hits on certain, it hits on certain things. And, um, speaking of that, you and I were talking about beforehand, um, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week on the show. I was out of the show last week, but Tom Beach passed away. And for so many people, and I'm putting it up on the screen now, of course, the light's getting bothersome with it. But the Dark Empire series, to think that we thought we were in seventh heaven when we got this sixth series of Dark Empire at the same time we were getting the Heir to the the Empire books from from Timothy Zahn. I mean, I don't know if you and I could have been happier at that time when that when that came out and to see that he passed and rest in peace, um, you know, just to think that that's 30 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 30 years old. It's not like we're talking about Star Wars being 30 years old. We're talking about something that was a secondary run of things that that, you know, Star Wars was pretty much over in our mind. And this came out to go, wow. This this reinvigorates me on everything to do with Star Wars. Um, this comic to go along with those that trilogy of books right there just just blows me away. And and sorry about his passing. And uh, but I, do you have good memories of, of of the Dark Empire series at that time? Or
1: oh, hugely, yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly what you just said. It, it you know you think of Star Wars, you think of Trek, and Trek has ebbed and flowed. It, it's had right. ups and downs, and and good times and bad times, and fallow periods when it's disappeared. But Trek's been around for, what, 55, what, yeah. 57 years now. it's it really is old. Star Wars came out, was the biggest thing ever, was huge. And then I think Lucas was, uh, was kind of bowled over by the weight of responsibility, the success he didn't expect and all the other stuff. And, and rightly, and it paid off beautifully, mm-hmm. but rightly put his efforts into Lucasfilm and ILM and Skywalker and all the other elements of, of the company and building the ranch and such. So Star Wars couldn't be... And he was right to do this. It couldn't be the be-all and end-all. And you kind of think, you get to the end of the 80s, which really was the Lucas-Spielberg decade. I know yep. they both had massive successes after, but that really was <laughs> their decade completely. And, and you think, you know, you finish it off with Last Crusade, but for Star Wars, you are you get past Jedi, you've got the Ewok movies, you've got Ewoks and droids. You, you know the, the Bantha Tracks finishes and Star Tours opens. So Star Tours opens in '87, which people consider the dark times. But Star Tours was there. West End Games was in '87 as well. That had massive effect on everything mm-hmm. that came after us in the EU. So whilst there was a dark time? It really was short. So, I mean, from if you co- if you consider, I would say apart from the Blackthorn 3D comics, you go from '87 to '90, middle of '91 yep. when Air to the Empire comes out. And bear in mind. Zahn had to write the thing. Lucasfilm had to approve it, all the other stuff. You know, um, Dark Empire was pitched to Marvel and they turned it down. I think there was an, uh, I forget what comic it was, Marvel comic, but there was an advert for Dark Empire that, you know, obviously it never went to Marvel. It went to Dark Horse. And thank goodness it did because they were such great custodians of Star Wars. But, yeah, that I mean, for me, that time period, it was all Trek for me, sort of turn of the 90s, you know, Best of Both Worlds and all that sort of stuff, Season 3, Next Gen, it was just all Trek. So for Star Wars to suddenly come back, and I just, I I mean, I wasn't reading the Franklin magazine at the time Mm -hmm. uh, because I think there's been periods where it wasn't available in the UK. For various licensing reasons and memory, if memory serves, I think that was one of them. But so I was kind of out of the loop, just reading bits in Starburst, which I, I write for now, weirdly, um, and Starlog and other magazines like that. You just hear whispers of, like we all did, you know, oh, there's going to be a new Star Wars trilogy in 1994, and Markham was going to play the bad guy in Indiana Jones Four or whatever it was. Um, and there's Air to the Empire. And then I went to the UK Comic Art Convention in the autumn. Uh, down in London, got the train down, and Mike Richardson from Dark Horse was there, and he had a folder, just literally just a clipboard-type folder with photo stats, no text, so none of uh, of Tom's words in there, but Mm -hmm. just images of Cam Kennedy's artwork, and just there for people to flick through. And I just remember flicking through, I guess, would have been issue one of Dark Empire, and just like, what the... (laughs) (laughs) And of course, but at that point it was Trek and I was very much into my comics as Marvel and DC guys. So I was there for the comics. I was there for, for all of that stuff. And all of a sudden this Star Wars thing comes back, you know, never stopped loving it. Never stopped. I mean, I was doing, we were doing audio cassettes. I was writing fan fiction. We were role-playing three nights a week, West End D6, West End Star Wars, but I wasn't expecting to see new stuff. And then, like you say, there's this dark empire there. Oh, it was fantastic. And I suppose you think if any kid, I mean, you, you say your son's 28, so he was born after this. I, in, to my mind, yeah. from 91, from Air to the Empire to now, it's not stopped. It, it's never yeah, yeah. not been consistent. You've had, you know, because you had The Insider sort of renamed in 93, 94. Um, you know, the Galaxy magazine, which I, that Topps did, which I miss so much. I love that. Star Wars Galaxy uh, trading cards started in 93. Um, uh, Hasbro or Kenner got the license in 94, you'd had Bendham's before that, Galoop oh, kick gosh, off bendums. you know <laughs> and, and and you think how it went from like the mid 90s just went absolutely insane and then you get the special editions in 90s, 97, 97 mean, uh, you've had Wars.com in 96 building you up to that. And then of course you've got that two-year stretch until you know the teaser for Phantom Menace. And then it's it's not really stopped. And I suppose if you've lived, if you're under 30, you've lived in a world where there's never not been Star Wars. Not right. just not been Star Wars, but Star Wars at a at a peak level. It, it's it's always been right up there. So for fans like us, how can we not be happy? You know, and right. continues to this day, doesn't it?
0: It's it's amazing. While while I was down there digging. And, and grab my dark empire. My kids, uh, well, I was going to tell you my holiday this year is I'm taking my wife to Italy in September. Oh,
1: wonderful.
0: It's, it'll be our 30th anniversary. And I, we've always wanted to go to Italy. And my family background, even though I don't look it, is Italian. So my kids bought me Star Wars, the comic in Italian. So I found That's that really down cool. in there, which was awesome. And then, gosh, I forgot, I mean, how much yes. great stuff came out. Even with the prequels, here's heroes and villains, tops magazines with posters inside. Um, I know you'll get a kick out of this one because, like you, I loved the Ewok and droids cartoons and things. But yeah. if you can see that the lost, yeah, the I Lost can. Prince uh yeah. magazine right there. I, I forgot to even had this. Um, <laughs> but but to look back and see that I still had this stuff is what cracked me up. Um, and for those not watching, sorry the the magazines the poster magazines from Star Wars and Return of the Jedi from all the way back in the 70s and the 80s to think why do I still have these like this I have no idea I'd never cut them out and made them into the the posters that they were supposed to be I just left them right in the uh, right in the form that I got them there but just just crazy when you start looking through and you're thinking I still have this when, yeah. I've had this for 40 years I've had this for you know 35 years it's just crazy to think of those little As you would say, bits and bobs, I love that, that term right there, Um, (laughs) that, that we still have around with us from all this time. So um, just, just fabulous. And thinking of the Tom Beach stuff and maybe grab some things and I saw those and I was like, Mark's probably got like three copies of each of these. So I'm going to show him and he's going to go, yeah, okay, big deal. You've got one. All right. (laughs) Um,
1: but um, it's all about making memories, though, isn't it? It's all—it's physical, it's tactile, it takes you back. You, uh, that that Jedi one with the Gamorrean on the cover—I remember reading that so well um, as a kid. Yeah, that poster, the Star Destroyer over the over Endor oh, yeah. poster, was on on the wall for years. Because um, I've still got the little—the corners are just worn from the blue tack. So, my, <laughs> and and I don't—I've I, never been—I love having things in mint condition, but I'm never going to sell them, so it never bothers me. Um that if things are a little bit dinked or a little bit worn or a little bit Down, dusty yeah. or whatever, it's like, it's there. Cause I love it.
0: That's the same thing. I've, I've really, I have, I never kept all my originals from the seventies and eighties in box Right. I never, they were just there. And, and I didn't care if they were old beaters or if they were really pristine. So yeah. if, I don't know if you can see them behind me, but on each of these shelves behind me, I've got, you know, all the ones that I have back here behind me and there's, There's like 20 of them that I don't have out of the old collection. So I am I mentioned before, we are going to the ICCC, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, April 29th through May 1st, as a podcast. My whole group is going, we've been invited, we're going to have a booth there, we're going to, you know, all that stuff, record stuff, interview people. Um, I will tell you this, the crew that's going to be there, and I know you've had the opportunity to be around these kind of people, but... um, Sir Ian, uh, Ian McDermott's going to be there. Anthony Daniels, Matt Lanner, James Arnold Taylor. Um, and I know I'm blanking other people, but just that group. Of, oh, Timothy Zahn is going to yeah. be there. For me, you talk about kid in a candy shop. I will probably be just giddy. You know, I'll be beside myself trying to be in the same room as some of those people right there. Um, but I'm also looking forward to rummaging through the bins of old 77 through 83 or 85 or whatever uh, action figures and saying, oh, I need him, buy it, need him, buy it, Uh, because there's still, like I said, that handful that I'm missing. So you're going to to celebration. I won't be able to make it celebration. Our whole group won't be able to. Any, Any advice you would give us to get while we're going to this big event as a first time of people, not just being people buying passes and walking around and things like that. Any advice you'd give us on going to a convention slash event as as well, podcasters
1: yeah you've got a booth you say you've got a you've got a mm-hmm. table yep so we, we've done when i was with um lightsaber which was my first big site we had a booth at the first european celebration it was great great fun uh and having a table is wonderful because people are coming up to you and our site was called lightsaber so people thought we'd be selling lightsabers so we were Batting people away, left, right, and centre. We don't sell lightsabers, we're called lightsabers. Uh, so that was fun. And then I did quite a few celebrations with Jedi News, uh, having a booth. And then uh, most recently, obviously, with Fanfare Tracks. This time we've decided not to have a booth. We just thought we'd just go as a group and just wander around and, and mingle and, and do whatever. We don't know whether we've, we're have we on the podcast stage yet or if, even if there is one. Uh, we, we thought we, we're going to just do something different this time because obviously... Being a news site and, and mm-hmm. having a booth, uh, there's a lot a lot going on. So we thought we'd do something a bit different this time. But um, work up your schedule because the schedule is important and make sure everybody's on the same page because we've had issues in the past about people not being back on the booth and <laughs> they don't like it if you, if there's nobody on the booth. Um, but other than that, it's great fun. It's, it's, it's a front-facing thing. But because you're there, you'll be there as rule the galaxy, so you're there specifically to talk about rule the galaxy, explain to people what it's about. Obviously, you're proud as punch of it, and you should be. So you know you can explain what it's all about, get the word out to more people. So we always found um, we'd have people come up. We'd have sometimes we have, especially with Panther, we'd have people come up and they'd know who we were, and sometimes they'd know they'd know people on site. Um, that's always nice. Who doesn't like to be recognised? That's yeah. always fun. Yeah. And then there's people who come up and go, well, what, what are you then? What do you do? Oh, we're a news site called Fanta Tracks. Oh, I don't recognize the accent. Are you from Australia? No, we're from the UK. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you know and you'd know, you explain what you're about and tell them a little bit of the history. And and some people knew more. Obviously, Jedi News, for example, has been around since, what, 2007. So more people will know of Jedi News because we worked there for seven years and built it up and then moved on. And so, But now Fanta's starting to get some traction what was it four and a half years in, and so more people start to hear about that as well. And so it's just interesting. You get chatting to people, and they've you know different people listen to different podcasts. We're not really, Fanta's not really known for the podcast, even though we've got what six of them now. Mm-hmm. But we, I think we all just get a <laughs> kick out of it, and we enjoy it, and we, right. we like having folks on. And we just like talking. You can, I think you might know, I like talking. Um, and so it's just a great opportunity to just spread the word about what you do. Right. networking is always useful as well. Just getting to know other people. Um, you'll have a blast. I, I imagine next time we speak, it will be one of the, the main things we talk about <laughs> is, is, I imagine, and that's a show I've never been to. So I, I'd, uh, I'd I'd be interested in, because I want to try and do different shows over the years. I You know, keep doing New York, great fun, never not going to have a good time at New York Comic Con. Obviously celebration, awesome, but I want to try and get, I've never done Dragon Con. I want to do Dragon Con. There's just all these different shows that I want to try and get to over the next uh, sort of handful of years. So, yeah, but that's on the list.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, um, one since, since our, you know, my plan is to meet up with great people like you and some of the other guests that we have on here and celebration is probably the easiest way to do that since we can't go this year. Um, we'll either, we'll either try to talk you into sorting out some time to go to one that we're going to next year, or we'll find out, I'm sure you'll find out at celebration when the next one's going to be and where, and, uh, by that time, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to meet up there because that would be a lot of fun. So, um, but, uh, and, and maybe, you know, since, since I try to do this timing wise for you and for me and my, yeah. my rest of my crew says, I can't do it at that time. Maybe then I'll get <laughs> you to actually meet the rest of my crew who, who are all busy doing I'm sure work stuff, you know, paying the well, bills. Just,
1: just remember, I'm the awkward one. I'm the oddball. I'm the one that's causing the, the issues. It's nobody else. No, so you're, not. no you're not. No, you're not.
0: Well, cool. Well, I, hey, you've been, I wanted to keep you for an hour, and I know you have some things to do. Um, anything, any closing stuff, anything you're looking forward to besides your holiday, your celebration, and everything else? Anything else going on on Fanta Tracks or anything we should know about that we can tell people about and promote?
1: Uh, Fanta's ticking over quite nicely. So I'm, I'm pleased with how that's coming along. And we're trying to bring in a couple of new writers cause I want to do more reviews, um, and, and build that aspect of it. We're looking at launching a couple of uh, new podcasts, which we're going to talk about a bit more on making tracks over the next few weeks. So we're just trying to build that up. Okay. Um, but the, other than that, really, it's just, it's just planning for shows. I mean, one of the, especially for, for making tracks and also for the YouTube channel, you know, getting out and meeting people doing face-to-face interviews and just, doesn't need to be war and peace, you know, just a five minute chat with somebody is perfectly adequate in in my experience anyway. Um, and for me personally, yeah. Um, I've just finished working on Star Wars encyclopedia, which was a blast. Um, so looking forward to whatever the next adventure is in terms of writing, but it's always going to, as long as they're, they want me. It'll always be Insider, uh, bitforstarwars.com. I've got hopefully got a couple of articles coming up there, one of which I'm really looking forward to seeing because i really enjoyed writing it. And, um, yeah, just just seeing where the wind takes me, really. And But the one thing I really want to do this year, more than anything, two things, I can't wait to see the first episode of Andor because I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited for that. And, and also uh, get back to um, Petaluma, to Rancho Obi-Wan. I'm, I'm absolutely, if I could only do one thing this year, it would be that. We get back to Rancho for the gala, so they're the they're the two big things I would say.
0: It's it's on my bucket list. That's one place I, I you know, Indiana to California is not as far as uh, Great Britain to California, but for some reason it's difficult to get out there and do that. So I have it on my bucket list. It's it, I can only imagine what it'd be like to walk through uh, that that facility there. So um, thank you again for coming and taking the time to do this with me. You've been so kind. I think this is your third or fourth time to be on the show with me and, yeah. you know, to not know a guy like me from Adam and and just show up and do these shows. I, I really appreciate it. Again, you're, you're somebody who I really respect the heck out of what you do. And I like having it to where there were two guys. We're both 50 years old. We've had so many of the same life experiences when it comes to star Wars. And we can just sit here and, and have a chat and just enjoy it. So thanks again.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I've got to say there's not many places I could go where I can literally get my shopping in and not feel like <laughs> I've <laughs> I've been in imposition. So thank you. It's always fun talking. I love, uh, you know me, I can talk all day. So it's always nice to have a chat.
0: You got it. Well, guys, to everybody, again, Mark Newbold, was just a great guest and we, we appreciate having him on. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Rule the Galaxy. Um, always follow us again at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And if you have questions for us, send them in. We'd love to hear some some questions from you. And then just rule the galaxy on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And until next week, may the Force be with you.